The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Welcome. This is Good Grief, and I'm your host, Cheryl Jones. Each week, I talk with people who have experienced the remarkable potential of grief to transform their lives. You'll hear stories of profound loss metamorphosed into something truly beautiful. You'll also hear that amazing theme music, which is by Amakela, my guest next week. There's a link to her website on my host page, so visit and find out more about her. There are also links to email me, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Today I'm talking with Angelo Merendino. His moving photographic essay of his wife's fight with breast cancer, which began five months after they were married, went viral on the Internet and led to numerous appearances, including a recent TEDx talk. We'll talk today about how cancer impacted their lives and the unmistakable impulse that emerged to make it mean something. If you haven't seen the photos, you can go to www.mywifesfightwithbreastcancer.com to view the complete photo essay, read Angelo's blog, and find out about The Love You Share, the nonprofit he began in her honor, which offers help to women with breast cancer. Welcome, Angelo. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so pleased to have you. Very excited. Uh, And I want to start by telling the listeners how I originally found you, which is that my 20-year-old, who um, tends to avoid sad things, uh, emailed me and said, Mom, these photos are sad and beautiful. You have to ask him to be on your show. And so I emailed you pretty much immediately, Mm -hmm. and I'm just so excited to have you here uh, to talk about your life with Jen. Well, I, I appreciate uh, you reaching out and, and, and uh, thankful that you would offer this opportunity. Great. I, I want to start really by talking about who Jen was before cancer and a little about who you were before Jen. Um, I read that uh, you said everything was fun with her and that really stood out. Can you tell me a little about what everything was? Yeah, Jen was a very optimistic person, and she embraced life. You know, even before she was diagnosed with cancer, she you know, was the kind of person who had hope and and made the most out of whatever life sent her way. And I was really attracted to the way that she just... You know, I think she found happiness in herself 
after facing different challenges of her own in life. And, um, you know, she really made you feel like you were the most important person and she listened and she just, she was a good person. She was the kind of friend you wanted to have. And, um, you know, I, I had never really known anyone who was, you know, there have been people in my life who inspired me to be a better person, but no one liked Jennifer. And she mm. did this through her actions, not by saying, you know, you should believe this or you should do this. She lived her life in the way that she believed was was uh, important. And she did these things because she thought they were right. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't do things so that others would pat her on the back and say, oh, Jen's a great person. It was she led the life that she believed in. And um, that was just very inspiring to me. Absolutely. And, and do you think when you uh, first knew her, when you first met her, all that was clear to you or did that become clearer as you got to know each other? Could you see that in her in a way? I I did. I, I knew right away when I saw Jen that I wanted to marry her and I did, I've, I guess I sensed that, that, that there was something different about her, that there was something special. I didn't know exactly what it was, and obviously it grew over time. But I knew at first that she was special, that she was different. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these things later became apparent as we developed our life together and got to know each other and experience things. And even since she's passed, I think that I've continued to learn from our time together. Yeah. Someone said to me, life doesn't, life ends a body, not a relationship. Is that sort of what you're (laughs) referring to that you're still engaged with her? I think that that's very well said. I think that, uh, you know, things happen in our life that we may not completely understand when they happen. And, as we grow and dig further into these experiences, I think that they evolve. You know, it isn't always apparent at the the moment something happens, what this experience is or why, or, Mm -hmm. you know, what can come from it. So, yeah, I think that I, you know, I'll always have this relationship with Jennifer. It hasn't stopped because she died. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's, continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you know what drew her to you. You know, I think we just, you know, she, she liked that I was a nice person and that I was, you know, things like, you know, that you, you generally like in someone, you know, those qualities of being thoughtful and, and trustworthy. And, but then I think as our, as we got to know each other and as we faced different challenges, I think that we both had a certain optimism that came out and a certain resolve to not give up. And we, we mm-hmm. complimented each other. Well, we mm-hmm. lifted each other up when the other one fell and we didn't, you know, you, I've been in relationships in my life. Maybe we all have where you, Maybe you just aren't, um, maybe you don't 
push each other in a good way. And you, you in in hindsight, I look at these relationships, and it wasn't intentional, but we these people or the other women I, I dated, maybe we made life a little more difficult for each other for whatever reason, not intentionally, but Jennifer and I, we wanted to make life easier for each other because we mm. knew that life is very difficult. When you walk out of your door, you put a helmet on and life throws all kinds of things at you. And, and then you get through the day and when you come home, the last thing that I want to do is have somebody still making life difficult for me in my own home. And I, I don't want to make life difficult for someone else. So Jennifer and I both felt that when you get home, you take your helmet off and it's about helping each other because we loved each other and we wanted to make each other happy. That's all that we really wanted was each other's happiness. So mm. um, we just, you know, again, we complimented each other very well. And I think it was in an organic way. It didn't take a lot of thought to think, well, you know, I, I want to do this so that Jennifer's day will be easier. We just did because of how we loved each other. And I think that Jennifer really brought that to the surface in my life. I, not that I didn't think that way beforehand, but she really inspired me to look at the life I was living. And if I was really being the best person that I could be, if I was, you know, living up to my own expectations of others. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, that was by the way that she lived her life. It made me want to be a better person. Mm-hmm. The, the word, the two words that were coming to my mind as you were talking, ease and refuge. Do those those fit what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we understood that sometimes you needed a hand. And if that meant that for a little bit, one person was given 60% and the other was given 40, then that's the way it was because it would come back around, you know, mm-hmm. the, the relationship. I don't think that any relationship is a one-way street. And, you know, it's we hear this our whole life about give and take and push and pull and those things. And it's true. I think that for, in my opinion, and from my experiences for a relationship to be successful, it has to be understood that some days one person is carrying more of the load and on the other days, the other person is carrying more of the load. And, um, and you have to want to make the other person a better person. You Mm. know, I, I think that that's just, Again, that was one of the things for Jen and me that um, looking back, I'm proud of is that we, you know, we pushed each other in a loving way and in mm-hmm. natural and um, not, not in a way that was selfish. It wasn't that, you know, well, if I do this for you, I want this to come back to me. It was more about, I love you. I want your life to be better. Yes. And, of course, in my mind, relationship is the place where whatever can be better kind of shows up first (laughs) uh, because you're so close to that person. So having a way to talk about what you're bumping up against and to feel supported to take that on must have been very beautiful. Yeah, I really felt that I could accomplish everything I wanted with Jen by my side, you know, she Mm -hmm. encouraged me to follow my dreams and to believe in myself. And that was something I was really lacking, uh, in my own, uh, you know, I wasn't too confident in myself and 
generally she believed in me, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I admired and respected her. And I thought, well, if, if she believes in me, then maybe there is something there. And that's yes. something that has continued to grow since Jen's death, you know, is this idea that I am capable and that I am important, if not for my own self to believe that, you know, but that, I, that you know, this, there's a reason for me to be alive and that, you mm. know, I'm contributing to this earth in a, in a positive way that, was never really a thought that I had before I met Jennifer. And that's so evident in what you're doing now. So that must have really taken hold in you. Oh, I'm sorry? That it's so evident in, in what you're doing now that that idea that you have a special gift to offer must have really taken hold in you, really, uh, really uh, gotten down into you <laughs> in a way well, that affects you now. Well, thank you for that um you know i i think it's just more so that i I really have seen how fragile and precious life is and i feel like there is something good that could come from our experience Mm -hmm. for not just me but for others and really it's just i I think that it's important to share what we experience in life because that's how we learn um and you know, we found that people didn't understand what we were going through nearly the same way that we did, which makes complete sense because we were living it every day and and we wanted people to understand because we needed them. So if mm. we didn't share our experience, then people would have never known that, wow, this is what they're going through and it's this difficult, you know, family and friends that that was something we needed them to understand that we were positive and optimistic and, and we believe with all of our heart that Jennifer was not going to die so soon that, that we were going to get a, a handle on her cancer, but we also knew that it was very serious. And I think that we don't talk about illness and mortality too much in our society. And, and um, so it makes sense that people didn't know what it was actually like. It isn't, you know, the pink ribbons are, they serve a purpose and they, there are good things coming from that, but that isn't the entire story of cancer. So mm-hmm, for sure, I, I just think, you know, I, I am not in any way, shape or form suggesting that I have any answers or that, you know, I can say this is the way to do anything. I'm just sharing what we went through because I believe that there is dialogue that should come or could come from our experience. And if anything, I, I would rather encourage people to to just think and talk as opposed to saying that, this is right or this is wrong because it's different for everyone. Yes. Um, but, but just opening the subject up so that whatever it is that people believe has some airing and some well, focus. And, yeah. And yeah. And to show people that, you know, we can, you can get your story out there that if you're going through something, it's okay to talk about it. And mm-hmm. if people want to listen, they can, if they don't want to, that's fine too. I'm not saying that everyone has to look at these photographs. Sure. I understand yes. that they're difficult, but I don't think that you should not look at them because it's difficult because what in life isn't difficult? And if you run away from everything that's difficult, then at some point, I think life will catch up to you and you, everyone is going to face difficult times. We can't all run away from all the difficult times but as is evident from Jennifer being diagnosed with breast cancer. You know, we couldn't run away right. from that. Right. You know, so I, I just, hope to encourage people 
in many ways. And one is that if, if you're in a situation, whether it's facing breast cancer or some kind of illness or it's a challenge in life, or if you're a widower like I am or a widow, then, you know, you're not alone. And if we, if we talk about these things, then maybe people won't feel so, so alone and different. Jennifer and I felt mm-hmm. alone as a couple, you know, because pretty much every other couple we knew, they weren't going through breast cancer. They sure. do things that, you know, normally a, a young couple or any couple can do. And so as we met other people who were going through this, it helped to be able to talk about this and to not feel so different. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope to just maybe plant a seed or two that people can then kind of shape into whatever they need it to be. Yes. And, and that they know that uh, people such as yourself and, and me too, um, did, did go somewhere after loss that, that it's uh, an experience that keeps moving. You're not, you're not yeah. just in one place forever. I think that's a really important message to get out there too. Um, I think so because you know after Jen died, I was definitely in a different space than I am now, and you know it. I still am healing, and I yes expect to always feel a bit always. of pain the rest of my life. But you know, I feel better now than I thought I would feel a year ago. And right, you right. Know, well, months after Jen uh, died, I, I would have never thought that I would have felt carefree at all again and now I have moments of that so moments of that for sure you know there are Un- unbelievably we're at the end of our first segment <laughs> it's gone oh. so fast wow <laughs> this is good grief on health and wellness channel of voice america with your host Cheryl Jones make sure to visit me at my host page and my website www.weatheringgrief.com where you can like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and connect with me on LinkedIn. You can also call 866-472-5792 to reach me. And to find out more about Angelo, go to www.mywifesfightwithbreastcancer.com or like his Facebook page. After the break, we'll continue our conversation. Talk with you then. your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness if you think you've seen online tv before let us surprise you VoiceAmerica.tv is online now the leader in live internet talk radio has done it again multiple channels a state-of-the-art viewing experience live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day it's exactly what you want when you want it VoiceAmerica.tv. from health and wellness to business sports and everything in between discover our new world visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance, and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies. But 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. Listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. Don't forget, you can email me at my host page or call 866-472-5792. I'm talking today with Angelo Marandino about his photo essay, My Wife's Fight with Breast Cancer. And when we went to the break, uh, we were just talking about um, the impact of, of cancer on your way of looking at life. And I'd like to just continue with that conversation um, it sounds as if you uh, also invited the people around you to engage with death in a different way and that that has continued on into the present for you. And I wonder if you'd like to say more about that. Well, it's been an ongoing uh, maybe discussion or conversation in my own head since Jen passed and I think that I'm at a point now that it'll be two years here in a few weeks. And mm-hmm. um, if you would have asked me one year ago if I ever thought that I would have a carefree moment in my life again, I would have definitely said no. And as, you know, especially you know, nearly two years ago, right after Jen died, and I never thought that I would really laugh and you know in a wholehearted way again, but time has helped me to move forward in baby steps, you know, and to start to think more about my own mortality and to embrace that mortality because, you know, not that I'm afraid to die, but in embracing mortality and accepting that one day I will die, it's led me to start thinking about the other side of that, and that is that I'm alive right now. And Mm -hmm. so I think that everyone has their own way of 
of facing and dealing with all of these different things in life. But for me, I've tried to find the, uh, the good in this whole experience, which is, which is just an extension of the way Jennifer lived her life. She always looked for the good. And so I feel that now I have different thoughts and I, I've faced some things that six months ago, uh, 12 months ago, however long ago, I was still kind of shying away from. And uh, I just feel that you know, none of us really know what's going to happen in the next day or so. And um, I really believe it's important to to believe in your dreams and to follow your dreams or to just find the good in every day and whatever that might be. And I know life is very difficult. I, I don't mean to sound idealistic, like all of this is simple. Right. There are plenty of times where I, I just feel like I can't take it. You know, I think mm-hmm. about all that we went mm-hmm. through and... It's difficult, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if we don't stop to look a little past that or to catch those little things in each day, as simple as seeing a nice sunset or whatever it is, to, right. to don't find something in our day that was worth it. I, I, I think that those things are there, and we, I, I, I can't speak for other people, but I, I have to find those things. I have to find the good in each day because... You know, I watched Jennifer die. Yes. And all she wanted was to live. And so mm-hmm. if I don't look at my own life that way, I don't feel guilty, but I do feel like, well, you know, Jennifer isn't here anymore physically, and I am. So I can't take it for granted. I can't waste a moment because I can walk. I, I have my health. I have a roof over my head. I, You know, I have friends and family, and... So those, these are thoughts that, you know, this experience that Jennifer and I went through, it's just really pushed me to think about what's important in my life. Uh, and what absolutely. And what I want to do with my life and how I want to live my life. I mean, I don't know how old I'll be. I don't know how long I'll be healthy and, and physically able to do certain things. So while I can do these things, I don't want to take them for granted, you know. I, I'm I'm feeling so uh, so much about what you're saying, um, and I find my wife died in 1995, but that has remained as a, a centerpiece of yeah. my existence. It, it has not changed. I, I guess I'm a little more, less uh, living on the moment to moment sometimes, but there's something about honoring that person who tried so hard to live by embracing life and, well, you, and you know, honoring it. And, and that's, again, not to say that there aren't moments where we all stumble. I'm not perfect, and I'm not suggesting that anyone is. So right. every now and then I still have to remind myself, you know, I have to think back about what Jennifer went through, and I catch myself going in the wrong direction, and... and that's life, you know, it, no one sure. is going to be happy all the time. And, and if you're not upset or sad sometimes, I don't think you can truly understand how how happy you can be. You know, the moments where you are happy, to me, I, I never really 
understood how great it is to, you know, hug my mother until I realized that one day one of us is going to be here. And so there are ups and downs. I think it's just a a matter of trying, of not giving up, of not letting the difficult part of life win. Well, also, uh, I don't know if this resonates for you, but for me, fully being in uh, a difficult moment is also being fully alive because sure. that's that's what's happening at the moment. So um, I don't know. I found a greater ease with those moments in the sense that uh, nothing feels as hard as, as losing Joanne, you know, uh, yeah. a, a hard moment is actually havable in a way that I'm not sure it was before. Uh, is that familiar changes. to you? Yeah. The yeah, perspective. perspective changes. I mean, you know, no matter how difficult things get, I mean, at this point I haven't faced anything that is as difficult as everything that Jennifer and I went through. Mm-hmm. So it does remind me that I'll, I'll make it through these times that seem to be too much. You know, yes. I, my perspective has definitely changed, and, and I think that it continues to change with every day. Mm-hmm. Do you think that also includes the people that were a part of your world supporting you uh, through Jen's illness? Have some of them been changed in similar ways, do you think? I think so, you know, through conversation and just watching how other people, you know, close friends and family are living their life. I think that this experience has had a big impact on all of us, Mm -hmm. Um, some more than others. And, you know, we found that many people... um, fell off the face of the earth and, and uh, there were people who had a chance to uh, see Jennifer to come say goodbye and she was at home with hospice care for the last 12 days of her life and you know our apartment was really full of love and, and there were difficult times too there was sadness and there was confusion there were all kinds of emotions but mm-hmm. in all I've never really seen so much love within a certain group of people and but there were people who didn't come by and I know it was difficult but now I think while at the time I was mad because I knew that it upset Jen that these Mm -hmm. people didn't show up now I think more that they they missed out on something in life that is really it was really an incredible experience it it changed all of us and yes we had we all had a choice and we do every day and it again it's not as easy as this but for those of us who were there and who found the beauty in this difficult time we had that choice and I remember telling some people at that time that you know Jennifer was still alive every second and until she died that's how it was and mm-hmm. and many of us embrace that and have done our best to turn this experience into something that has opened our eyes and that we've all grown from and that, you know, that's the way Jennifer was. And even during those last 12 days, she was, you know, sometimes she was in and out of it, but 
she would still smile and laugh. And she was at times so still herself. And so there was definitely a time or a chance during that time for happiness. And it wasn't just death. So I really feel bad now for the people who weren't there because I, for one thing, they're always going to have to live with the fact that they weren't there for her. And I'm not saying that like, I, I wish they didn't is what I mean. You know, like, yes, I know it's scary and I know it's difficult, but during these times, if someone is going through something like this, once someone dies, that person's gone. And if, if you, when people would say that it was too much for them to come see Jennifer, I thought, how could you say that? It's not nearly as hard as it is for her. And I understand that we're all going through what we're going through and we all have our difficult things to face. But what I was trying to get across to people was that, especially, you know, when Jen's cancer spread to her brain, I was trying to get across to people that there is, there might not be another day to do this. And yes, get the strength in yourself and do it for Jennifer, if anything, because, you know, again, I, I knew it upset her when, when there were people who didn't respond or when people who acted out and, to me, it was all about Jennifer, and, and I had to I had to find the strength somewhere to carry on and move forward because she deserved that, for one thing. But also, I just knew that there would be a day for me to, to face the pain and to, to deal with these other things. But it, at that moment, I needed to be in that moment for Jennifer. And so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's difficult, but I, I just want to say to people, if you're in that situation, don't run away from somebody because mm-hmm. for one thing, that person needs that. And the other thing is that if, if you let it, if you let that dominate your life, then again, that thing wins. And if something in life is difficult and you don't push a little further, then you might, you might be so close to getting to the end of that tunnel. But if you stop, without pushing a little further because something is difficult, then you might miss out on something incredible. And so I, I you know, I, yes, I just, yes. I, I so agree with you. Um, that, that speaks right directly to my heart on the matter. Um, especially in terms of it being such a loss, it's such hard work to finish those things without the person, you know, yeah. to, to feel complete without the person there. And so, in avoiding what's difficult, we sometimes, uh, we certainly miss what's beautiful quite mm-hmm. frequently, but also yeah. uh, we just, uh, uh, we have such a harder job to do in coming to terms um, yeah. with well, it's the loss. Difficult. It's incredibly difficult. And I, you know, I, and by no means feeling like I've healed. I, I, I still feel like I've just started to climb this mountain, but, mm-hmm. but I've decided that I have to climb this, that I have to face this, that I, for me, and again, this is my way of, of doing this and mm-hmm. each their own. But for me, I, if I don't make something good out of this, if I don't learn from this, then cancer was stronger than I love. And it mm-hmm. wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, no, it wasn't. Yes. So, for me, that's how I've decided that I'm going to do this. And again, that means that there are certain times where I'm very sad and I'm, I, and I am, and I, and I think, how can I, I can't go any further, but, but I have to for me, for Jennifer and for anyone who, who can, you know, you think about all the things Mm -hmm. that 
people who can't see or people who live in third world countries or people who don't have all the amazing things that, that I personally do as a, you know, a citizen of the United States, as a healthy citizen living here and all the things that we, we complain about. And, and I, and I, I, I'm, I do as well, you know, it's, but when you stop and really think about life and, and all the things that we have and the opportunities and just it's that perspective and thinking about how many people can't have this conversation with you right now because of whatever reason, you know, someone is born blind and, and or someone who is born with a, they are born without a limb and they can't go out and run a block like I can. Just these simple mm-hmm. things or the challenges that they might face to be able to do these things that I take for granted. You know, it's, I guess these are thoughts that are very real to me now because I've seen someone die. I, I watched yes. Jennifer. She, she took her last breath on me. And so all of a sudden these things that I took for granted before are just like constantly flashing neon signs to say like, hey, don't take it for granted. One day you might not be able to do that. You mm-hmm. know, Jennifer loved to exercise, but ultimately the way the cancer spread, she couldn't run anymore. She couldn't practice yoga. She couldn't go to the gym. And it was like that was... She was in her, you know, she died at 40. So in her 30s, she had this taken away to where the last eight months of her life, she had to walk using a walker. She couldn't walk on her own and for, yes. you know, for anything more than, than in and out of our apartment. And so it's just that, again, that perspective. And these are all, it's still very fresh for me. And all these things are very extreme. You know, I, I'm by no means do I, do I feel balanced and, um, but it's important, you know. I think that in seeing these things, it's really made me appreciate all of the things that are happening in my life, and that it's, you know, it's made me thankful for every little thing that is happening in my life because it's, mm. none of these things are a given or are guaranteed. Yeah, there's a there's a book called The Whole Catastrophe, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. basically about uh, the just that life has all these elements in it and it's about trying to live them all. We're, yeah. we're heading for our second break, Angelo. I can't, I can't believe that, but we are. Um, so once again, this is Good Grief on the Health and Wellness Channel of Voice America and I'm your host, Cheryl Jones. You can visit me at www.weatheringgrief.com to like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, connect with me on LinkedIn and you can find out more about Angelo Marandino, my guest, at www.mywifesfightwithbreastcancer.com. And also you can go to his Facebook page. And we'll just continue this wonderful conversation after the break. Thanks for being with us. health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness if you think you've seen online tv before 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance, and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies. But 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. I'm Cheryl Jones, and I'm here talking with Angelo Marandino about his wife's fight with breast cancer. And you can link to us all kinds of ways on my host page. Um, I'm so I'm so touched by uh, what you're saying about the the uh, impact of the kind of loss you've experienced on an appreciation of life and a kind of commitment to engage with it in all of its different um, manifestations, I guess. And I hope we can just continue talking about that some. Uh, what, what do you think that obviously something has, has shifted inside of you and how does that connect with what you're doing in your life right now? Well, I, you know, I've spent the last two years looking at the photographs I made of Jennifer and of our life together and, and thinking about this experience and uh, the e-book that I released, uh, I really feel was just a, a love letter from me to Jennifer and in doing so, it's it's really pushed me and challenged me to think about what we experienced and maybe not necessarily what it means or why it happened, but what I would like to do because of this. And we did, excuse me, we did receive a lot of help in many different ways. And we always did our best to try to, to give back in any way that we could. So not long before Jennifer passed, I asked her if uh, if it was okay for me to start a nonprofit in her honor. 
that would help other women with breast cancer. And I wasn't sure what that would be at the time. And Jennifer smiled and was very happy about that. And since then, I've worked to establish an organization that is called The Love You Share, uh, which we've recently been granted nonprofit status by the IRS. And our mission is to assist women who are receiving treatment for breast cancer uh, with financial reimbursement for travel as well as grocery assistance. And we are in our infant stage and um, really taking baby steps. Uh, at this point, the, the board consists of myself and our oncologist and Jennifer's boss, who are both very dear to my heart and um, two other close friends as directors. And we're figuring out how we're going to, uh, exactly how we're going to operate at this point. Um, and we'll be based out of New York State first. That's where our um, assistance will take place. But my, my hope is to take baby steps to really ensure success with this because I want to honor Jennifer's legacy by helping other women who are facing something that I, that I know pretty well. And I mm-hmm. think that, I think that, you know, organizations that raise funds for research, that's important, but I want to do something that directly helps women and families who are going through treatment because, you know, you, there are so many things that people don't understand, such as the cost that you take on for mm-hmm. prescriptions or medications or just things that you need because these massive changes in your life and we were fortunate with Jennifer's insurance that she received uh, disability pay but I do freelance work so when I wasn't working and I was taking care of Jennifer and taking her to the hospital and or at home taking care of her if I wasn't working I wasn't making money Mm -hmm. so you know the, the financial challenges that people can face when you're going through treatment are enormous and there are things I, I, I think people just don't understand because they haven't been in those shoes and that makes complete sense. I didn't know about these things. Jennifer didn't know For about sure. these things before she was mm-hmm. diagnosed. So if I can make life a little easier for a minute for a woman and family and anyone directly going through this, then, you know, that would, I think be a, a great way to honor Jennifer and the person that she was. Um, and I, you know, I, I hope too that our story and these photo, or through these photographs and any conversations I have with people, I hope that it encourages dialogue, that it, it gets people thinking, not just about illness and mortality, but just about the life, the kind of life we're all living and, you know, maybe stopping for a minute and thinking about what someone else might be going through and, I think that I've become a more patient person mm-hmm. since all of this happened. And um, so I, I, you know, again, I don't, I don't in any way want to put it out there that I have any answers or that this is the way to do anything, but this is what Jennifer and I experienced. And these are now thoughts that I've had since Jennifer passed. And I think that anytime we share things, it can help other people. If we don't share our experiences, 
then I'm not sure how we'd all ever learn or grow or continue to evolve. Um, yes. Because these aren't your normal day-to-day experiences that people expect to go through, or, or hopefully people will never go through what Jennifer and I faced. But mm-hmm. we can all learn from this, whether, you know, even if someone doesn't directly go through this, someone's going to know someone who has breast cancer or, or who is going through a difficult time or who has lost a spouse or a loved one. And I think being more aware of this helps us all to be a better spouse, to be a better sibling, to be a better child, a better parent, a better friend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of that realization that life can be very difficult and sometimes people are just in a bad place and all they need is that one hand to, to not let go, you know, to to stick with people and to, mm-hmm. you know, to really yes. try to understand what someone might be going through. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember times when I would when I was riding the subway and I would look around and think, wow, no one in here knows that, you know, say after Jennifer died, that I, that I just lost my wife. And on the flip side, I don't, I don't know what they're going through. Yes. So if you just stop for a minute and look around, I mean, that person who looks like they're upset, it might be because they just found out they had breast cancer or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I mean, you just don't know what someone else is going through. And it doesn't mean that you should, be taken advantage of because someone's having a, a bad day. Sometimes people are just taking things <laughs> out on other people, and that's not fair either. But right. I think it's important to stop for a minute and at least try and find out, well, well, why might that person be acting that way? And then you go from there. But And, and these are things I do my best to, to live by every day, and I'm not saying there aren't days where I slip up and I, I might, you know, might not be as patient as I, as I would like to be, but I'm trying to be a better person. You know, I'm trying to that's, lead, that's your intention. lead my life by yeah. example. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'm thinking about in terms of your of your nonprofit and congratulations on the 501 C three. Thank you. Uh, is that I've I've really seen. I also work at the Women's Cancer Resource Center out where I um, where I live in the. San Francisco Bay Area, and that's all about services to people who are in treatment, well, who've, who've had cancer or have cancer. And um, it's amazing to me how little it takes to move someone in that situation, yeah. you know, <laughs> because you're kind of walking around without skin. And when someone is kind or offers you something, it, it means so much. Sure. Sometimes a text message is just just saying I love you can yes. keep someone from really falling apart. You know, it's, yes. it's often these simple things that have a great impact. I, I, I so agree with that. And, and I don't know if there's, I know a lot of people kind of think they don't know what to say, but you can't get it that wrong if you're just being loving. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> think that, I don't think you always have to say something. I think it's also important to just be there. Yes. You know, if, if, if not, you know, we, we never expected people to have the answers, but when people avoided us, that hurt. Yes. You know, they, they, that felt like they were giving up on us. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Jennifer's life was on the line and that people didn't understand that she, everything she was doing was to stay alive. And if he kept away from her, I remember one time it broke my heart. She said, does that mean that these people that, you know, 
is that is that all my life means to them? Mm. And if you think about it, someone who is facing death, it's pretty serious. And if someone can't respond because it's too hard for them, how do you think that person who is dying feels? You know, yes. like, yeah. you're, you're saying and- that your life isn't worth me facing this challenge, really. I mean, and not although people might not mean that, that's what someone's actions say. And for the, these people who kept away from Jennifer, that's how it, she took it. Yes. You know, and, and when it comes down to it again, these, these people, I'm not saying they're bad people. They're, they're friends of ours and things like that, but they have to live with that the rest of their life. And, and I don't want everyone to live my life that way. I, I don't want to live feeling like I turned my back on somebody. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was intentional for people. We all learn. And I hope that maybe that even that experience changes them so that if they're ever in that situation again, that they, they won't turn away from people. Yes. But it's, you know... Unfortunately, a lot of times it's these really hard things that teach, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. never be uh, confused about that because mm-hmm. we've, we've been so intimate with how each moment was having such an impact on it all. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm really uh, grateful for is that you have... You have offered that to people through your photographs because they're so, so beautiful. And so people are, including my daughter, as I mentioned, people mm-hmm. are looking, you know, they're, they're engaging with that uh, directly through your photographs. And they're, I think, being able to face uh, the fact of illness and death through the photographs. I think that's why... Uh, you've you've uh, touched so many people uh well, because it's so it's so uh there it's so real well thank you for sharing that i appreciate uh that you not only felt that but were you know were able to move forward and contact me and were open to talking about it so thank you Oh, thank you so much, too. We only have a few minutes left, and I wonder if there's anything that you'd like to uh, like to, to close with, anything you'd like to say to, to finish this wonderful conversation. Well, you know, I, I, I understand that looking at these photographs in our story is difficulty, and it, it puts mortality right in your face, but these were the greatest years of my life, and... I think if you, you know, these photographs to me are, our story is more about love and life than it is about Mm -hmm. death and loss. And in life, we, we have these challenges. And if, if you just stop when you see that difficult thing, like I mentioned earlier, it might be that just one more push and you would knock something down and on the other side of it is something good. So, you know, I think that it's important to look for that in our mm-hmm, life. Again, mm-hmm. those simple things that mm-hmm. might make a day where it's been very difficult, that little simple thing that it makes it worth it, you know? That, thank you so much. And I want to yeah. thank you for being here. I just want to let people quickly know about next week when I'm going to have Amakela on with me. Uh, she wrote my theme music and she's going to talk about music as, as medicine programming she developed, which successfully helps people in the U S and around the world unlock their deepest inner voice and, uh, her work that's been on national TV, international TV. Uh, she's been on recordings with, uh, 
many, many award-winning artists. She sung for the Dalai Lama, and she's going to share her uh, transformative music work with us. Tell us how that how that affects people. Thanks so much again, Angelo. And Thank you can you. find me at my host page. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.